Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. everyone, my name is Allison Graves and welcome to Coronavirus in Florida, a podcast of the Tampa Bay Times. This episode was released on Monday, May 11th. On this show, we'll talk to experts and reporters, share the facts behind the spread of the virus and discuss what could happen next. Today, more testing is available for COVID-19, but are we doing it right? In the last two weeks, Pinellas and Hillsborough counties have widened testing for COVID-19. Pinellas County opened up three testing sites to all residents last week, even people who don't have symptoms. And the week before that, testing sites in Hillsborough County began allowing anyone who wanted to get tested to make an appointment at a drive through site. The widening of testing comes after months of limited availability, with a little more than 2% of Florida's population having been tested for COVID-19. For weeks, experts have said that more testing must be done to determine the scope of the problem. But according to Dr. Mark Yacht, who served as the director of the Pasco County Health Department for 20 years, testing more people isn't enough. He believes the way we are testing must evolve. Dr. Yacht joins us today to talk a little more about this. Thanks so much for being here today. Oh, my pleasure to be here. Let's hope we can get some good information. So who should get tested right now? Okay, let, let's talk about the tests that are available. There's the test to determine if you have it right now. Uh, that's a throat, uh, throat swab usually, and uh, it's called a polymerase chain reaction test. Then there's what we're hearing a lot about, and that's the antibody test. Mm-hmm. The antibody test is for people to determine if they've been infected. It usually takes one to three weeks from somebody that's infected to showing a positive in an antibody, t- antibody test. So actually, uh, in order to determine uh, the kind of rates we're looking for, uh, an antibody test is more helpful uh, if, if it's done in the right fashion. So you want to get uh, a sense of how many people in your population have been exposed. Now, some may get sick and some may not, and we know what some of those risks are. But uh, determining the number of people in the population that are exposed is critical to to determining how problematic the virus is. We call it death rate or mortality rate. How many people are going to die 
that are exposed to this illness. And that number is extremely important to know how serious uh, the disease is. So uh, uh, the testing is extremely important, but, but it's very important that that testing gives us a picture of the whole population uh, so we know what the death rate is uh, and who will survive and who will not. Uh, I don't think we're there. We're just out there testing. Uh, we haven't coordinated that testing well. Uh, if we're looking at Florida itself, uh, I would like to think that uh, Florida is looking at sample populations. We're not going to be able to test everybody or it's going to take a very long time to test everybody. And, and typically what we do is we try to randomly select people that represent the population uh, that, that we're trying to find the infection rate. Uh, and we do this every year with the flu season. In other words, uh, when every year we face our flu season and every year, you know, we're recommended for the flu vaccine uh, based on the typing of the uh, virus. Now, what they do to determine how serious the epidemic is, the flu epidemic that we face every year, uh, is they do random sampling. Certain doctors test their patients for flu. Certain clinics are identified around the state and probably in every state, certainly in Florida, uh, to randomly sample and test, and that will give us a sense of, number one, how many people probably have the flu out there, and how many people uh, are getting very sick from this flu, so we understand how serious the strain is. So is Florida doing randomized testing like you're talking about right now? Most people that are tested are being tested because they feel sick. Mm -hmm. Now, that's a very biased sample. So what you need is a sampling of a representative population, those that are sick and those that are not sick, so you can sense what the infectivity rate is in the whole population. The way we're testing now, we're biasing the test towards people that have the virus. Yeah. That's why we're looking at a 6% death rate nationally, and I don't, Florida have to take another look. But, uh, we're looking, I think in Florida, it's, uh, it's around 5%, but I don't have that number in front of me. But the point is that... Uh, you're, you're biasing and looking at a much higher mortality rate because you really don't know how many infections are out there. And to test every single person, it may not be practical and certainly would, be, would take a long time to accomplish. So testing, yes, getting back to testing is extremely important, but it only makes sense if you have all the numbers. Now, we're making a lot of assumptions because our testing has been so erratic, and so we're, we're ready to open up the state, I think, based on the fact that we feel, well, maybe the death rate isn't as bad as we thought it was, because we, we know there's a lot more people infected out there than would have been. And then we got this economy to worry about. So, so do you so, feel like the state reopened too early, given the lack of data or comprehensive data that we have right now? Yeah, I think every governor is looking at the same problem. He has populations that are unemployed, as we do in Florida, a very large unemployment problem because of the virus. So I'm not going to slam the governor. I'm just going to say these are the problems that uh, the politicians are facing. Mm -hmm. 
They're, they're looking at their unemployment rates. They're looking at their need to send out unemployment checks. And in Florida, it's not a very good system, all right, as we found out. Uh, they're looking at businesses that are, that are, that are about to close because they, they haven't been able to uh, provide uh, their services and they're losing their income, and it's a very ugly situation. So there's an economic issue to look at, but there's also a public health issue to look at. And these two may not be friendly towards each other, if you can understand. Totally. My comment is because I'm a doctor, is you better listen to your public health people. Yeah. But if you're making assumptions and you're getting a sense that, well, you know, a lot more people have already been infected, we just haven't measured them yet, we're going to continue to test and try to prove that, yeah, maybe the death rate isn't so high, and we'll let people go back. Well, I would say that it's risky, and I would say that a slow uh, effort to open the state to business is not a bad decision. It's one that has to be watched very carefully. I think we should do a better job uh, understanding how many people in the community are affected so we can understand better how serious uh, the disease is. And look, we all, we're all hoping for the best. And I think the warning label with people getting back into mainstream uh, activity or trying to get back into mainstream activity is to know your personal risk. How old are you? What medical problems do you have? Mm-hmm. Understand who uh, has the... Uh, the most difficult problems if they're infected. And that way you'll reduce your risk of becoming seriously ill if, in fact, uh, you are exposed. I would suggest, as the flu, that most of us are going to be exposed to some extent to the virus at some point. So does that mean we should all go out and get tested? Well, that's the problem. Can we t- if we look at the population of Florida, which is around 21 million, uh, and the population of the United States is 331 million, can we realistically test that number of people? No. And can we do it in such a timely fashion that the information comes back uh, to be helpful? That's where the sampling uh, testing uh, uh, and random sampling testing and representative testing uh, may be a, a more practical approach to know how many people are ill or exposed in the community. So if you do the math, you'll find that 2.3% of Florida's population has been tested, and that's according to numbers from the Florida Department of Health. Um, right. Is that percentage, it doesn't sound like that's enough, uh, based on what experts would say and what you've said, uh, well, yeah. is that enough? And if it's not enough, what what is a percentage that is enough, I guess? Well, I, I think it's the way you do the testing that makes it valid. Mm-hmm. In other words, if you're just, just testing people that feel they're sick, that's not a valid result for you to determine uh, how serious it is, uh, the diseases in the community. You really need to be doing representative or random sampling that's how we usually do it. That's how the public health guys do it. In other words, they do the random sampling and they can get a better picture. They can't test everybody, okay? Testing everybody, as I said, is extremely time-consuming and very expensive. Yeah. But you can get the same information if you have an organized way of doing your testing. But if you're just setting it up for sick people, well, that's not going to help you much. So I guess just to kind of round off this whole conversation, it's so, it seems like it's good that testing's occurring, but 
the the effort hasn't been coordinated and we still don't have enough like we just don't have a big enough sample size yet is kind of what I'm getting from you. Yeah, and we don't. And and the way the testing's been done, we're not getting the kind of information we need anyway. So uh, we're a long way from getting a sense of the infectivity rate in the community if we ever figure it out the way we're doing it. Uh, uh, again, uh, there are other ways uh, to determine infectivity in a community that gives you a much more accurate and clear picture of what you're facing with a particular virus, flu, or whatever. Uh, so I would say uh, our testing is not giving us solid information as to where we are with this disease, but the death rates have helped us see that the disease seemingly is on a wane, but you start sending people back to work and all of a sudden these numbers crop up again, uh, you'll know that that may not have been the wisest thing to do. Well, Dr. Yacht, this has been extremely insightful and helpful, and we really thank you for your time today. Oh, it's a pleasure. You take care and stay well. Okay, everyone, that does it for today's episode. As always, for the latest information on coronavirus in Florida, you can visit tampabay.com slash coronavirus. Also, if you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast platform. This has been Coronavirus in Florida. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.